Hello, and welcome back to yet another episode of Crooked Crime Sisters. I'm your host, Taylor, and this is Tristan. And we are back at it. Today is part two of our Diane Downs adventure. So if you are new here and you have not heard the first part, then get the frick out of here because you have no idea what the heck is going on. Also, just a disclaimer, slight disclaimer, we have a baby in the background. So if you hear the little Maggie sucking on her pacifier, it's just Miles. You have to accept it. I really don't think anyone gets your references. <laughs> Sometimes they probably don't, but there's going to be that one that does. You know, when you say Maggie, though, it kind of sounds like Maddie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make it seem like your 10-year-old My- sucks on a pacifier. <laughs> but- no, no, no. My infant. You know what? People who would get, like, the, Sim- the Simpsons. Which it all ties together because this happened in Springfield. There's so there's references on references. Anyways, mm. anyways, we are sisters from the Pacific Northwest, and every Thursday we are here to give you the details of a crime that you may already know and discuss our thoughts and opinions. Like you, we are completely obsessed with true crime, not in a morbid way, and we too realize that many criminals find the Pacific Northwest is the perfect place to make their twisted fantasies a reality. We are not professionals by any means, but rather crime enthusiasts who like to talk. So with that, disclaimer, this is a story about a woman allegedly murdering her children. She did murder her children because she went to jail for it. But (laughs) (laughs) anyway, so if this is something you don't like and you don't want to hear, don't want to listen to it, that is a-okay. Just exit out. And if you have not listened to part one, I don't know why you're here. Why are you trying to listen to part two? You don't watch the second half of a movie. You need a you need <laughs> to go to part one. Okay? Thank you. This is your this is your reminder. Part one. Thank you. Okay. Well. Usually when we have episodes, you know, we really like to be like, oh, what are you drinking? Oh my gosh, let's talk about our lives. But guess what? We don't have time for that. We do not have time for that today. So <laughs> okay. we are gonna just cut the small talk and jump right in. So before we even get started, let's do a recap. Even though I still think you need to listen to part one. Thank you. You do. But, you know, for those of you who did listen to it, but you just need a little baby refresher, it's fine. We recorded the first half of this episode three weeks ago. <laughs> like, literally, it was like a different time. We actually recorded the first part of this episode before we did the Kip episode. Which, by the way, if you haven't listened to Kip, go check that thing out. Come on. What are you doing? Yeah. And I, I got to say, I am sick. I have the suds. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I do not have Miss Rona. I promise. There's no Corona in this. This is a safe. Kate Brown, please don't shut our podcast down. Oh, <laughs> We're safe. It's just two sisters, though. So. But all I got to say is, I sneezed on the podcast, and this podcast got sicker. Also, I just really want to throw this in because <laughs> you just mentioned Kate Brown. Uh, screw you and your awful freaking Thanksgiving. Uninvite your half sister. Oh, I thought you were talking to so me about Kate Brown. To that. I took offense to that, Kate Brown. All I have are half sisters. That was rude. You know what the biggest joke was out of all that? You didn't even celebrate Thanksgiving here. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, man, you're making it such a big deal, and you weren't even here to celebrate Thanksgiving with your half sisters. Okay. <laughs> I was with one half sister. Who? I mean, I'm not trying to make this awkward, but, like, that was when my grandpa died. Oh, that's true. I forgot. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Love you, Grandma Candy. And I had a baby. So that's why I wasn't here. So I have legitimate reasons. It's not like I was just sitting in a hole listening to Kate Brown tell me I couldn't go to Thanksgiving with my half-sister. Whatever. But I hate those ads. 
All right. So needless to say, I think everybody needs a solid reminder of, wait for it, the crime line. So to get you all familiar with the tale, we must first take ourselves back to the great year that was 1983. Oh, yeah. The year of Mario. And what were they? Swatch watches? Which I know what swatch is now. That is a real word. It is you a real swatch word. makeup. I remember in the first one, I was like, what's a swatch? Is it like swap? I don't know, or whatever I said. No, I know. And, <laughs> and I did say it wasn't a word, but I... Wow. So oh. I just look like a dummy. No, you're just like, what's a swatch watch? I don't know what a swatch... I made it... Anyway. Swatch watches, what the heck? I don't know what that is. I... I and I'm, Taylor showed me, and I was disappointed. Yeah. I really was. But anyway. The hype was not worth it. Yeah, whatever. All right. Can I just say, like, Michael Jackson, 1983? Like, he was the king, wasn't he? Like, for sure. We're not going to go down that rabbit trail of, like, he was a smooth criminal. But dang. Homie, for sure, made some good jams. And you can't deny that. Seriously, you just can't. Oh, I know. And I mean, who knows? Maybe on the future, you know, when we have a patreon all we can we can like release some special fan episodes when we like you know make it big and we can cover stories and stuff outside the pacific northwest maybe we can do a little whodunit with mj oh yeah (laughs) and that you know we could totally do whodunit with oj (laughs) (laughs) super cringy obviously oj did it he wrote the book (laughs) if i did it gracious me I don't even want to hear your theory. We're I not saying theory. the theory. My theory is great. So I don't like when your that theory. comes out. Oh my! Anyway, guys, when my theory becomes real, when it when it comes out and I'm right, I just want to look at everybody and be like, "I told you so." You know what? I think Chloe K being OJ's daughter makes more sense than your theory. You know what? Whatever. We're moving on. <laughs> we all have our tinfoil hats. We one day we will cover all of our favorite conspiracies. But right now, right now we are in before. We get started. I do have one statement and one question. Okay. First of all, I decided I'm naming our fans. I don't think you can name fans. I can't. I think if you have fans, like, they make their own name. You can't. No. You don't have fans. So, no. like, you can't name your fans of the okay. fans that there's no fans. Shout out. We have at least three solid fans. We have Mom. We have Kendall. And we have Kayla Faye. Last time I checked, there's only one follower on our Instagram. Yeah, Kayla Faye, thank you so much. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> are you ready for this? Are you ready for my idea? I don't think I'll like it, but sure. Okay. First of all, fan name. The Crooks. You know what? That makes me like feel like, like we're the criminals. No. The Crooks? No. Seriously, you know what? I'm the older sister, and I get to decide, and I feel like the decision's already been made. It's crooked crime sisters. A crook is a criminal. A crooked criminal. A crook. Ah, I'm really gonna like admit something. Yeah, I hate the word crooked. That word literally (laughs) bothers me so much. It should be crooked. And every time I like read it, write it, it just bothers me so much. And the hatred is now pouring into the word crooks. Crooks. (laughs) I don't know. We can do whatever you want. Okay, so for right now, as of this day. 2021, you're the crooks. If you come up with a better name, submit a response. Ugh. Diane, Diane, Diane. (laughs) This lady. She just really grinds my gears. Like, Diane Elizabeth Downs was a woman who basically was the first well-known child killer, like, of her own children. Wait a minute. Did you get my TikTok the other day? Oh, you mean when I sent you that croc meme? Okay, yeah, the croc meme... I, like I said, it's forgettable. I don't know what you're talking about. But the TikTok, that is what we're you know not. What? 
You like crocs. I just thought it was cute. It's like a crocodile eating a croc. Like, is it cannibalism? You know what a case we should do? It's not related to this at all, and it's actually, like, really recent. Is Army Hammer Campbell? I think he is. Anyway, back up. <gasps> I was wondering. Okay, I totally was reading, like, a news thing article, and I was like, I'm so out of the loop because I don't do social media. So I was like, what did this guy do? Like, why does everybody hate him so much? Cannibalism. It's a thing. It's a real problem in the world, obviously. Yeah. I didn't know. But well, anyways, Tristan sends me this TikTok the other night. And this is this is relevant. So for those of you who are like, why are you guys talking about this? This is seriously, it's legitimate. So Tristan sends me this TikTok the other night about how lead poisoning may be linked to the amount of serial killers and criminals that we had in the 80s, which is super interesting, but also true. And we don't have time to like travel because we is busy today. I know, I know, but I just want to like that. I would love to take credit of like I brought this into the podcast. You're you welcome. Did. You did. I added a little bit of spice. I'm proud of you. And I would love to talk about it someday. So, yes. Carry on. Yes. Ugh, I know it has merit, but right now we need to talk about Diane. Crazy Diane. Yes, please proceed. So Diane is a 27-year-old mom who is caught up in some crazy pants story about how her three children and herself were traveling down an old back road when Diane spots a person who is in need of some help. So the sweet soul that Diane is pulls over to the stranger who then guns down her sleeping children in the back as well as shooting her in the arm. Now she races her poor kids to the ER where sadly one daughter dies, the other survives, and her three-year-old son is paralyzed. This is just awful. Like, I hate when they involve kids in, like, their story. And, like, obviously her story is bull. But (laughs) anyway. Yeah, and I mean, it's hard because, like, I'm not just saying that because I'm a mom, but, like, you understand because we both have worked with kids before And, like, yeah, are they the greatest 100% of the time? No, absolutely not. But no one deserves to be hurt, especially by the ones that, like, bring us into this world. Like, I have – we have gigantic sympathy for for kids. Now, Diane immediately gets on the cops to help her find this man that she tried to help. And, of course, the cops and the hospital staff kind of realize things are a bit suspicious. So, unfortunately, because it was such a small town – it takes them nearly a year to investigate and arrest a suspect, which you guessed it, Mama Diane. Yeah. Speaking about the mama. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So the amazing murdering mom that she is pregnant. Woo. I never know what to say sometimes. Like, what do you say to that? Obviously, how? Like, <laughs> how? Why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Fun times in Springfield, right? First of all, on a side note, does anyone want to guess if there are more crooked criminals associated with Springfields? Because if you remember, our friend Kip, I can't say friend, dear old Kip was also from Springfield. Are there more? No, but I mean, oh. I was just curious, like for obvious reasons. So when I looked it up, um, I totally forgot about Springfields. So my whole Maggie Simpson reference makes sense, but it's obviously like not crime related. Yeah, not crime-related, but maybe someday we should cover the conspiracies, like the Simpsons predicting things. Oh my goodness, that would be crazy. Like, that'd probably have to be, like, five different parts. That's a lot. Dude, we need to quit giving away episode ideas. Seriously, this one is about Diane. You started it, so it's on you. Yeah, I guess. 
All right, so recapping. Diane shot her kids, blamed it on some anonymous man, gets knocked up, and finally she gets arrested. Now, that's like the most bare-bones skeleton details we can give you. If you haven't heard the episode, get out, go back, act right, and listen to part one. Now, let's slide on into today's crime line. All right, so 10 days after the trial, which was awful, I can only imagine, Diane gives birth to a daughter she names Amy Elizabeth. Oh, naming the baby after herself. Now, it's unclear how much time was actually with this baby, but Diane, it did say that, like, Diane did spend time with the baby before uh, she handed the child over to child services, and they actually delivered the baby to a family that was waiting in a hotel nearby. This family was the Babcock family, and they renamed her Rebecca to keep her identity a secret until she was a teen. And then, check it, this girl literally conned her babysitter into telling her who her real mom was. I don't understand how that's possible. Yeah, I promise you we will get to the daughter for sure, but <laughs> honestly, there's more. Like, seriously, I feel like in this case, I feel like I'm an infomercial person. Oh, do you want this product? Well, guess what? There's more. Hmm, yay, more. Hmm. So the next event is pretty mind-boggling to me as to how it happened, but it happened, so here it is. The year is 1987, and Diane is chilling in the uh, Oregon prison in Salem when she escapes. I'm sorry, what? Like, how, how does one escape? How does one, not, not trying to take down my females, but Diane Downs is not an athlete. <laughs> like, she didn't high jump over the wall. How did she escape? I don't understand. So apparently Diane being the genius that she is, the scene went down like this. According to an ABC article that was written in 2017, I quote, on the morning of Saturday, July 11th, Diane Downs scaled the 12th, to 15 foot high chain link fence that surrounded the women's prison while the guards weren't looking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they all were turned the other way at the exact same time. Like, okay, I'm going to say this. It's super inappropriate, but it was like she made favors to like have everybody turn around so that she can escape. And it's not like you can like scale a 15 foot chain fence or whatever in like 10 seconds. Like, oh my gosh. It's going to take a long time. <laughs> She's not Spider-Man. Oh I my know. Gosh. Like I'm not an athlete at all, but I can't imagine that like at least <laughs> taking five minutes. I don't know. Especially without being caught. Like, and she had to like put the like cloth over or whatever and like try to get, did she fall? I have no idea. So it said she that she used down. clothing to protect herself from the barbed wire on the top, jumped down to freedom on the other side. So, like, she just jumped, fell 15 feet. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> crazy. I, mean, I don't know. That's why this this whole thing, like, it doesn't make sense. Dude, as a kid, I used to get anxiety having to do, like, the bus <laughs> drill and jumping out of the back of the bus. You know? You remember that? Yeah. Like, oh, I can't imagine trying to jump off a fence. <laughs> I'm just thinking of, like, those really – obviously, this is a prison, so it wasn't weak. But I think, like, those weak, like, chain link fences where you're on it and you're, like – you're shaking. <laughs> shaking for dear life. So, yeah, how on earth this happened? I, I have really no wish they had like video. Right? No, but they had to. Have. That's the thing. Like, this Where's is 1987. This is not 1954. Like, they had to have had video surveillance. So, what? So, everybody's looking the other way and there's no, no one's video. watching the cameras. Like, are you kidding me? Oh, and. It gets better, though. Oh, it just it gets so much better. better, So she scales the fence, and then she hides underneath the car 
till the coast is clear. And apparently someone coming into work noticed her crawl underneath the car, but I guess didn't think anything of it. Like, I don't understand because, like, they literally have signs when you pass the prison. Yeah. I don't know if this is the person I'm, like, thinking of, but, like, it says, do not pick up hitchhikers. Right? Do they really need another sign? If someone's crawling underneath <laughs> cars, please report. Like, I feel like that's just common sense to report no, what's that. No, the thing that they say in the airport all the time? Like, oh, like, un- un- the unattended yeah, bags or whatever. Bags. Like, <laughs> like, if there's an unattended person climbing underneath the car, you should report who's it. Who's probably in an orange jumpsuit. Or whatever she still she has, in. like, a prison outfit on. Like, yeah. It's I- not like she's not, a, like, what? It's yeah. not like she has normal day clothes on, normal person. How did they, mm. Yeah, she's just... <laughs> then again, I don't know. I'm also, like, such a pushover that I'd be like, I'm not reporting that. Like, But if you work at a prison, that's that, your job. Yeah, if That is prison, your job. I don't know. I'm kind of personally, like, I'm turning the other eye. Like, if it was, like, what would you do? If I was on that show, I'd be awful. <laughs> okay, though, but, like, real talk, like, just thinking about it right now. Like, I, I work with elementary students, and I can't tell you how many times a day I have to yell at the kids, like, you cannot leave this room. Like, you have to yell at them to stay in here. So I don't see how, like, you're in charge of all these prisoners. How do you just let one get out? Casually. Like, yeah. How do you- and that has to be loud. Like you like you mentioned, the chain link fence. They're not quiet. <laughs> no, like, clanking around. Yeah, like, how did no oh one? Oh, my gosh. Or the other prisoners just, like, bye, Diane. <laughs> no one's patting on her. I didn't even think about that. They just watched her go. Did they all just, like, sit and watch her outside? Hey, look, Betsy, Diane's climbing the fence again. <laughs> like, what? Oh, yeah. she really made it this time. Yeah. Like, oh. And when I did research on the, like, prison, I guess that Oregon's, like, synonymous for, like, having this, like, boot or whatever. They call it the Oregon boot because so many people have escaped from prison in, like, the last 100 years from that prison. Guys, we have a problem. <laughs> they see the problem, they don't fix it. And they're like, eh. Whatever, it's fine. Oh my! So gosh. okay, it, it gets better. You know, you know, I take away my statement from the Kip Kinkle episode about like I'm happy to pay my tax money to prisons because Kip Kinkle uses the you know they need to change their money to their the security. Okay, but this was 1987, so maybe like it, let's hope that things are different because that was uh, what 35 years ago, 34 years ago. I'm still worried for them. Yeah. But, okay, that's what I mean. Like, it, it gets better because then – Oh, my God. I wanted to see, okay, so how far away is the prison from the actual town of Salem, right? I don't know. For some reason, I just thought that where she was was just for women. Like, maybe the section she was in was just for women. But, actually, the place where she's at, all the bad criminals in Oregon. Like, people that we're going to talk about so in the future. So, this is the prison for the worst people, and it has <laughs> the, not, like, that, the security, security. – yeah, and the people literally just climb out of it. Yeah, no. They just so, crawl out. This is the best part. So Diane escapes and then ends up hitching a ride with some people into town. Where is the hitchhiking signs? <laughs> I have seen them. Maybe they didn't have them in 87. I don't know. I don't know. Oh so apparently these people had no problem letting this woman get into their freaking car. Which, by the way, they even admitted, oh, yeah, we knew who Diane was. <laughs> You've seen her on TV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know if I'm driving around and I'm like, oh, hey, it's that girl that was arrested for for killing her kids. Oh, she needs a ride? Let's give it to her. We got an extra seat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, seriously, they knew exactly, exactly who she was and they had no problem, which also, like, 
Hitchhiking to me is just mind boggling because I remember one of my best friends in like uh, school, her dad was telling us about how he hitchhiked all the way across the United States, which is like super sketch. Like how Dude. many serial killers did you hang out with and like didn't even know it? Yeah. Is yeah. what I wonder. Uh. Diane escapes prison. She gets into town and actually she had a map. <laughs> I feel like Dora the Explorer. She had a map. <laughs> she had a map and I swear this map looked like it was freaking made by fourth grade boys. But this chick that she was in prison with apparently had some like estranged husband. Like she was still married but they weren't on speaking terms. And I guess this chick was like, yeah, go hang out with, I forget what his name is. You can actually look it up. Like yeah. Go hang out with this guy. Go hang out with my husband. He'll take you in kind of thing. Like, ugh. What a weird relationship. <laughs> right? They weren't even on speaking terms, though. But she was like, my husband, he'll take you in. No worries. <laughs> yeah. He obviously has a thing for criminals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in What? Oh, gosh. Oh, my God. I don't know. I mean, we know exactly how Diane is because she's Diane and we've talked about it. So uh, Diane shows up at this guy's house or she doesn't really say who she is, but she gives him some sort of thing and is kind of like, ooh, but can I stay here? And I kid you not, this man, <laughs> this man is like, well, she was naked. What What do you say to a naked lady? Of course I got to let her stay. And like, oh my gosh. I'm so she lost the prison clothes. At some point, I guess. Maybe she's, I don't know if she, I don't know if he was like literally speaking, she was like butt naked at his house or if she was just like stripped down to her skivvies. I mean, like, I don't freaking know. But either way, it'd be alarming. If you see a naked person <laughs> on the side of the road hitchhiking or a person in a prison outfit, don't pick them up. But apparently this guy was like, come on in. Like he was like, let's have a great time. Oh my goodness. So 10 days later, the cops finally find her, and you'll never guess where they found her. Mm, I'm going to say she <laughs> ran away to New Mexico. Yeah. Uh, I say, no, this, she was in the house. So, like, this chick is literally found by the cops in bed with this man. Oh, she stayed there the whole 10 days. She stayed there the whole 10 days. She didn't even try to leave? No. She didn't try to escape. She had I 10 full days. <laughs> I guess not. It's kind of, I guess, frustrating because it's like there were thousands yeah. of tips coming in about where she was. Like all these ideas of like, oh, she's in Mexico. Oh, she, all these people were, you know, looking for her. And literally she's what, five minutes down the road from the prison. That's embarrassing. <laughs> it's like... When you lose, <laughs> what's worse, her climbing over the fence and all the guards not watching or taking 10 days to find her five minutes away, right? Well, I feel like it's like one of those things where you're like sitting there and you lost your wallet. So you go back to the store and you're looking all over the place, but really it was in your back pocket the whole time. Like, yikes. Obviously, Diane is a great planner and she's just evil <laughs> genius. So what did she ever admit what her plan was? And, like, escaping and everything? Yeah. I don't know. Like, there's speculation. I don't think she ever gives a solid answer to anyone. But I, I mean that about, like, anything. Not even just this. Like, some people say she was headed to Mexico. She was headed to find her kids in California. I mean, we really don't know. But let's be honest. Diane changes what she says as the wind blows. So there's really, like, no reliability whatsoever. I mean, did she think that, like, her ex-husband had the kids? Or was she aware they, like, they'd been adopted? Or... Honestly, 
I don't know. I mean, one would think that like, yeah, those are her kids. She had to have had some sort of notice or like legal um, thing saying like, yes, your kids have been adopted. Because at that point, the kids were already adopted. Yeah. But because of the nature of the crime, like attempting to murder your own kids and you're convicted, maybe she wasn't allowed to know where or who they were with or anything like to her. And it also like, this is just me thinking of this right now. Like, because it was such a high profile case, like, I wonder if she did research on it, though, to have known, oh, my kids were adopted by so and so because it was kind of one would think it would have been like a this sad story of this mom attempts to kill these kids, but they get adopted by the prosecutor. Like, oh, what yeah. a what a good way to end the story. So I don't know, honestly. Like, but do we really think Diane did research in her ten days? But the really <laughs> no, but she I was mean, obviously like, busy doing some other things. Maybe in yeah, not maybe not in the ten days, but like maybe before. So I don't know. Do they let you look up stuff in prison? I feel like they do now. I, don't, I doubt back then. You know what? They let they let her escape. So I don't know. Yeah. They let her do anything, obviously. Yeah. So, so did she like want her kids back? I guess that's the like overall question. Again, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure she did. You do research? No, I did. Like I know she, but she's such a di- she's a different kind of she's a different duck. She always maintained that she loved her kids. <laughs> Gosh, there was this interview back in the day, like before she was arrested, where she basically admits to the world that she never had kids because she wanted to love them. She actually had her kids so that her kids would love her. And I quote, they give me love. They give me satisfaction. They give me stability. They give me reason to live and a reason to be happy. And now that that's gone, they took that from me. But children are so easy to conceive. What? (laughs) What? I'm sorry, what? Are you considering these children to be like your tacos? Like, oh, you can just make more tacos once you eat those ones. Like, I don't... Who says stuff like that? That's, like, actually insane. Yeah. Well, they took them away, so I'll just make some (laughs) more. I'll just make some more. They took my happiness away, so I'm going to create my happiness. What? No, and then at the same point, like, how could you be so awful and say something like that? Like, there's so many people, so many women who, like, struggle with having kids. Like, obviously, Diane tried to kill her kids, so she gives zero farts about anybody. She has some struggles with kids, but... But at the same time, like, ugh. So it's funny just, you know, because she can't take it back. It's on video and you can see her mannerisms. It's not like she can turn around and be like, oh, just kidding. Like it's all caught on tape. So people are like the worst. Oh, <laughs> She's I know. the worst. <laughs> but then let's play devil's advocate just for a second. So like, what about pets? Like, do we get pets so that we can love them or do we get pets so that they can love us? Okay. What kind of question is that? I don't That's know. like not related. I mean, it is, but it isn't. It's interesting. Do you get pets so they can love you? I mean, I did get an emotional emotional support dog after my dad died. Lewis. I understand that. But 100%. Like, he wasn't an emotional support dog, was he? Like, classified emotional No, not classified, but... He's anything but an emotional support dog. He was for me. Lucifer? Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So... Anyway. So Diane gets apprehended. They add another five years to her already, her life sentence. And I guess that according to the guy who helped her, she had somehow found a rifle. And before they took her, she actually considered suicide. And then he obviously had to like talk her down and she didn't do it. But it makes me think like, what if she did? Like, what if she did kill herself? Or like, 
What if she never got caught? What if she actually escaped? Like, what are your thoughts? Do you think that she would have just, like, taken off and disappeared? Or, like, please, please elucidate. I think that because the fact that she literally was, like, hidden in plain sight, that if she did get away with it, she would just, like, you know, lay low, pop out a few more babies. Oh, my gosh. Make her life happy. Like, you know what I mean? I don't understand. I don't think she would, you know. I think she's so just self-absorbed. Yeah, that like she couldn't live an unhappy life. You know what I mean? I don't think she would be. I just feel like she's not even guilty. She's just is like, oh, they're replaceable. Yeah, like it's- she would just be able. She has that mindset compartmentalizing or whatever, where she can just be like, okay, well, like this was here, and now I'm here, and who cares? Yeah, and just move on and not have a thing. Like, what if she had like, yeah, totally gone out and like started a whole new life? Like, I think, yeah, it's a possibility. Like, what if she got out and went and started, like, this whole other life with, like, a whole new family? And honestly, that sounds like a crazy, like, movie plot. But speaking of movies, did I tell you there was a movie? No. Who wouldn't make a movie about this mess? Well, we're all freaks of nature who are addicted to all of these kinds of messes. That's true, but, like, there's an actual movie. It first started out as a book. So there's this lady, and her name was Anne Rule, and she actually died in 2015. But at one point, she was friends slash acquaintances with Bundy. How do you be friends with Bundy? I feel like like if you're friends with Bundy, you're dead. Like, no, you can't but, live. But that's the thing. Yeah, I wonder, and maybe she talks about it. I didn't do a ton of research into that. But, like, were y'all friends? Did you hang out? Did you eat pizza together or are you just like saying like, oh, you guys had classes together and you were like, oh, Cross the hey, hall. Ted. Yeah. And like, does she know about these? Like, how close were they? I, oh, does I she no know idea. about the murders like during the time? She's like, Ted, I don't think you should really be doing that, bud. Like, well, and yeah, I think like how I think it was more like she knew who he was because she ends up writing books about this guy. And that's kind of what like launches her career. And so she had 33 books to date, starting in 1972, with her Bundy book happening in 1980, and then, of course, this book about Diane in 1987. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So she writes books about people killing people. Yeah, she's kind of like a true crime writer. I guess she's like the OG of, you know, I guess basically what we're doing, because she covered stuff like... She didn't just cover stuff in the Pacific Northwest, but she did, like, a lot of her people she covered were in the Pacific Northwest. And, like, I downloaded the book to read it. I just haven't read it yet because I I have four kids and a job and all I sorts of things. I think fake. All sorts of things. But anyway, this book was written, and actually, I think, <laughs> in, my, in doing my research, Diane had this book written about her, right? And... Oprah being the lover of books and she's the queen of book clubs actually did an interview. She did an interview with Anne rule and Diane, like Diane's coming in via like she's incarcerated. Like a zoom call. Yeah. Like a zoom call, okay. but like back in the nineties. Cause I'm pretty sure this, this interview happened in the nineties. It's like 45 minutes. of like Oprah being the mediator between Anne and Diane, like just bickering with each other about, about Diane's life because Anne's coming in and she has this whole like story about what happened and like how it happened. And then Diane's like poking holes into all of it, which that's what makes it difficult because Diane, I feel like is 
a sociopath. So like <laughs> she can say anything she wants. She can be like, well, that's not what I said. Well, that's not how I did it because that's what she's done her entire life. In Diane's defense, Anne Rule has had some people sue her in some liability issues because of the liberties that she takes when she's writing. So yeah. So they're both just like not reliable sources. No, not really. And I mean, I'm going to say something else about Anne in the future, like later on when we talk about something else. So like, I don't really like her. She, she, she rubs me the wrong way. Like as a person, (laughs) I don't like her name, (laughs) but yeah. But anyways, there was a uh, like limited series that was released um, in on ABC that a movie called small sacrifices, which Farrah Fawcett she was the star of it and it got a ton of attention and everybody was like intrigued with this thing. Wait, so Farrah Fawcett is Diane? Yeah, Farrah Fawcett plays Diane. Yeah. Oh, and like we kind of talked about this in the last episode. According to witnesses who were there in the courtroom, the way that the trial was depicted in the movie was basically how it was. So they didn't have actual footage of the daughter accusing her mother but basically everybody said like that's everybody that was in the courtroom said watch the movie like that's what it was like which i looked it up to try to watch the movie because i was super interested and i couldn't really find it anywhere that i wanted to pay for i guess so after her little stint escape she actually got sent to a prison in california so that that couldn't happen again something made your time and time oh so she just kept saying like over and over again like maintaining her innocence like she's constantly saying but i didn't do it so are you saying she's innocent oh no absolutely not like however i do think that there are some pretty interesting details that could make it possible no way she's so guilty in my mind there's like nothing there's no other there's no other like option there's no other suspect there's nothing she's like casey anthony oh casey anthony So then in the end, after Anne's book, after the Small Sacrifices movie and the whole interview with Oprah, Diane shamelessly gives this plug of how she is going to write her own book. Okay, so like, OJ, what if I did it? Exactly. Like, I seriously can't wait to talk about OJ. Dude, your theory? No. But, But like, she did it. I know There's she no, actually did do I it. I don't understand. She, yeah. She's not innocent. She, The crime is she did it. It's already... OJ got off. Like, she didn't get off. I don't understand. That's... So her book is actually called Best Kept Secrets. And right now, I think it runs for, like, 50 bucks on Amazon. First of all, Best Kept Secret, that makes it seem like she did it. Right? <laughs> Look at the book titles that. So it's her own true story told by Diane Downs. And of the police documents and the trial transcripts that no one will ever see. So it's basically like... they see it because it's in the book. But yeah, it's in the book. So (laughs) This is an awful secret. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I looked it up. I really wanted to buy it. But I was like, I can't justify spending $50 on this trashy book. Oh my gosh. I just saw a trash panda walk through the back right there. Where'd it go? Which way? It ran that way in the backyard. Guys. Why don't you like... This is the greatest... I love trash pandas. I saw its little gray butt run and its black tail. Are you sure it wasn't a squirrel? No, it was definitely, it was just, it was the size of cheddar. It's a raccoon. It was a raccoon for sure. Yeah. Could have been a cat. <gasps> I'm so excited. You have no idea. 
No. Don't clean it. You wanted to come back? All right. probably eating the trash over there. Either way, going back to Diane, we have two last things to talk about. So one is her innocence, and the other is her fourth daughter. Wait, fourth daughter? I thought she only had, like, two other daughters. Yeah, fun fact, Diane was actually a surrogate mother at some point before her son was born. So Uh technically speaking, she has had four daughters and one son. At least it was... I thought you were going to say they let her have a surrogate in the, like, prison or something. No, gosh, like, no. Who picked her to be the mom? Oh, look. Okay. I wonder if people actually do that. Can you do that? I wouldn't be surprised. So, anyways, about Amy slash Rebecca, which out of respect for her, her name is Rebecca. Diane's name for her is totally irrelevant. Yeah, didn't you say something earlier about how she, like, got the babysitter to tell her who she was? How do you even like trick some? I don't understand that. Oh at my gosh. All. So, yeah, I guess when Diane escaped in 87, this little girl would have been what, like three or four? So, like preschool age. Mm-hmm. So, they were super fearful. And up to that point, no one knew her, her true identity, like the daughter. No one knew whose daughter she actually was. So, mm-hmm. once that happened, the parents, of course, had to like share it with people who were involved in Rebecca's life that would need to know like a need to know basis type yeah, thing. Yeah. So they knew who her true identity was at that point. They were very fearful and ha- no one knew her true identity. So they only had to share it with the people like just in case Diane was going to like show up at the preschool and be like, "Oh, hey, I'm Auntie Diane or I'm her mom or, you know, I'm her birth mom." Like whatever whatever crazy thing would happen. <laughs> I bet she would do that. She like, would. I'm her mom. And then but I'm really like, her mom. <laughs> yeah. Okay, makes sense. Because Diane right, obviously right. gets away with all these things. Yes. She's got the charismaticness of, you know, Bundy too, but she's a lady. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. I feel like you shouldn't let anyone like take your kid, but for sure, like not her. <laughs> That's the last person that should be allowed to take anyone's kid. Oh, I know. And like because we both worked in childcare, like I know there are rules for for that reason. Like for that specific reason oh, yeah. of parents showing up and like you know, imagine if she had shown up somewhere. Like, that's one of my biggest fears is that someday I'm going to let a kid go with someone they're not supposed to go with. Like, I freak out and I'm like, okay, I need to see your ID. Mm-hmm. I need to know your name. Let's get some DNA. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm not going to let you take this kid until I know for sure you're the one who has to take it. And, you know, of course, moving on with Rebecca, as she got older, she, of course, wondered, like, Who's, who's my biological parents? I feel like every adopted child asks mm-hmm. that question. I'm not even adopted, and I've asked that question like a million times. <laughs> Rebecca knew she was adopted. She just didn't know who her biological parents were. And her mom, who she, like, loves and has a great relationship with, like, so her mom would tell her, like, yes, yes, you're adopted. You know, your biological mother is in prison. And she kind of just left it at that because she wanted to protect her daughter but then I guess when she was like 11, she was with a babysitter. And I don't know how she did it. I don't know how this girl worded it. But basically, she conned her babysitter into telling her like exactly who it was. And then this part's sad. This poor girl, 11 years old, which my daughter's going to be 11 in a couple months, like went to the library and like looked it up. Aww. So like went and like had no idea what to expect. Like, I guess uh, Rebecca said, she was like, oh, I thought maybe she was like, she stole things or, you know, like yeah. stole a car or like tried to rob somebody. Like she d- honestly didn't know. So to be 11 years old and to find out that that's your mom. Yeah. Like that's and traumatizing. You have like 
technically like siblings yeah yeah had like you had a sister who died and you have a yeah. brother and sister that you don't know at yeah. all yeah no then you'll never know i guess yeah kinda, i don't know but at that point you'll never know because they're obviously like witness protection their, their names probably got changed like everything is honestly i don't think they changed their names they changed their last name like they took but i don't think they changed their names which is interesting hmm. so it gets worse Okay. This poor girl, it gets worse. So Becky had this boyfriend that she confided in. And this trash hole, I'm not even, like, this infuriates me. Like, I hope this guy feels like crap for the rest of his life. But he actually rented the movie and watched it with his girlfriend. Oh, my God. Right? I like, feel like that'd be, like, the number one thing I would not want to do. Right? And, like, we're obsessed with crime. And, like, I guess if mom murdered, like... People, I don't know if I'd want to watch a movie about it. Well, and I guess in the movie, because obviously we haven't watched it, it shows, like, her giving birth to her. (laughs) So she's, like, watching this about her own life. Like That's so weird. Yeah, and of course, for obvious reasons, this jacked her up. Like, seriously jacked her up. I bet. Yeah. He's an awful boyfriend. Men? Well, in this case, the woman's the worst, though. So. Yeah, well, the boyfriend sucks. The boyfriend sucks, but like the mom. Sucks. <laughs> but Diane's way worse. Okay. Worse. All right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So what happened next? Like, did she ever try to make contact with her family or Diane? She like reached out to because she does technically have siblings, right? Yeah. Well, sadly, Becky reached out to her siblings, and respectfully, they just kind of said that they just wanted to keep that chapter of their life like closed. I mean, like, I don't agree. That's not what I would want to do, but I'm not them. I didn't go through with this or go through any of this. So I get it. But, like, what do you think? I don't know. That's, like, really hard. I feel like, I, I like you said, I would totally understand them not wanting to. Yeah, I would respect that. But, yeah. like, if it were me, would I do the same thing? I don't know. But I'm also, like, I'm, I'm weird. I want okay, everybody. Okay, but, like, were you traumatized and got shot by your mom? Like, if you're traumatized and got shot by your mom, I'd literally be like, yeah, but I think no like, one say the word mom. It <laughs> no one say the word shot. But it wasn't her fault. Like, I refuse to go to hospitals. I'm moving to the East Coast. Yeah. I'm not talking to anyone ever again. Honestly. No, I, I get that. I just, it wasn't that little girl's fault. So, like, you know and who, who knows? Sometimes you gotta put yourself first. Well, Sorry, <sighs> Rebecca. I don't want to see you. Yeah, and who knows? Like, maybe that's just what they tell the public so that, like, they don't get bothered or anything like that. I don't know. Like, we honestly, we don't know. This their is minds their lives. Change, yeah, this they is can like change their, li- their lives. Something. Their minds later on. No, this was, like, in the 2000s. Because she didn't, I don't think she reached out until she was older. When Becky got a little bit older, because obviously watching this and, like, knowing who your biological mom is kind of jacks you up. She, of course, had made some choices and kind of like left her home and she says in interviews how like her parents her adoptive parents gave Mm -hmm. her a perfect life like literally gave her a perfect life and with all of this though she kind of like spiraled out of control it's like a recipe for disaster no matter what like yeah and you can't like you can't like be like oh shame on you for doing that like she was dealing with a lot so she ends up getting pregnant and uh really young and same girl same and has a little boy this is like i'm taking this from what i've read i'm not like stating this but basically said like she wasn't the best mom to her child yeah and ends up getting pregnant again when she gets pregnant for the second time she decides that she already has one son she can't really like it's just hard to take care take care of two being so young and so she decides to give up her second son for adoption Hmm. and in that 
she was like, oh, maybe I have something in common with Diane. Maybe I'll reach out to her. Yeah, yikes. And <laughs> so she ends up trying to make contact with Diane. I wonder if like she ever thought, I feel like that would cross my mind. Like, how could it not? I am my mother's daughter. Like I have her DNA in me. Like, right? am I going to be a oh my gosh. psychopath? Right? Like that would be like, honestly, like I would be scared to like have kids just because like, it just, it, that thought has to cross your mind of like, am I going to like whatever happened with Diane and her older siblings? Like, is that going to happen to me? Am I yeah. going to get those feelings? Yeah. That thing. And like, I mean, you know, we, we basically grew up in like kind of broken homes being half siblings. And like, I didn't even live a quarter of my beginning years with my dad. But when I finally did live with him, we realized like we were the exact same person. That whole like nature versus nurture thing. But at the same time, like I have things that mom has taught me, like traditionally mom has taught me. But as far as like qualities of or like basic personality traits, her and I are couldn't be further from each other. And unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude here, but like, what are you trying to say? Um, you are mom. <laughs> like, and I remember, I remember the first time we were like driving in the car, like going to get coffee because that's like our favorite thing to do: drink coffee and talk about crime stuff. And I, I'm, I said something, and you were like, "No, I'm exactly like mom." And I was like, "No, you're not." And then I thought about, it. I was like, "Ooh." Yikes. Me and her are the same. I you look, are. I look like my father, but like act like my mother. Yeah. and But that's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's not thing. a bad thing. It's just interesting because it's like, you know, you didn't spend a lot of time with mm -hmm. mom. There were chunks of time in your life that you weren't with her. There were chunks of time of my life where I wasn't with my dad. Yet when we lived together, we were, and I moved in with my dad when I was 15. So I was like, ew, we're like the same person. Like mannerisms, everything. Like mm -hmm. we do everything the same. And I feel like you have that just with mom. So yeah. to wrap this all back into what we're talking about, like we can understand how Becky would be like, holy crap. But you know, that goes back to like the BTK killer. Remember that guy? How like the daughter had, you uh, You don't know about that? Tristan. Dude, I don't, I know these things, but I don't remember their names. Okay. Well, basically it was like the girl who her dad had been the serial killer the entire time, but the dad that she knew and loved isn't the person, like he had done that her whole entire life. And she had no idea. And she had no idea. Yeah. 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 It's like. And now she has to live with the fact like, am I, was I ever a part of that? Did I ever witness anything? Did I witness it and not know it? Like, am I going to do those things? Like all that kind of stuff stuff so yeah so did she ever actually contact diane oh she absolutely did and i guess at first it was like fine they became like pen pals pen for a little pals. bit of time and then things got real weird real fast what do you mean like how what what happened <laughs> diane just isn't a normal human being and she's like super paranoid and she started writing these like 12 page letters to becky that didn't even make sense and then she got super aggressive about things she started making really mean comments about how she doesn't even know who her daughter is like you're not my daughter oh, i could care less who you are and like becky did an interview in 2010 i think with like glamour or something like that and just kind of like that is not the usual crime person. right but just like weird shared her story and um this is the part where i was talking about about ann rule like i decided i think she freaking sucks because she found out who becky's real dad was 
and she mother licking wouldn't tell her. She like blackmailed her? Like No, I'm not saying she blackmailed her, but they have like a video. There's there's video footage of her sitting down at the table and she's like, Rebecca, I know who your father is. I met him. He's such a great man. But your mom asked me to like keep his identity a secret. And I was like, who the frick cares what this lady thinks? I was gonna say, Diane's locked in prison and is obviously a psychopath. I feel like she should have no right to say things. Yeah, like who doesn't, like how could you not tell her? But at the same time, part of me is like, okay, did they do that just for like, the publicity of it like oh, does, she actually, does know. she actually know She's or was it that. or was it like this guy's I like don't i don't want anything Anne's. yeah i'm gonna make that statement i don't trust Anne's. mind-boggling right now like what if what if that mm-hmm. guy was like a married guy and had like a good life and all those things and like he doesn't want to be associated with it you know what i Which don't care rip you fella you made your bed you gotta lay in it yeah it's ugh, people are stupid Anyway, I could see that happening, though. I could see it mean, like, <laughs> Yeah, don't tell anybody. That please. was a mistake. Thankfully, the mom's in prison, and the daughter doesn't know, and she got adopted. Like, woo, Bye. you know, and an easy escape route, you know? Yeah, and I guess the good thing is, at the end of the day, like, Becky admits she has great parents, and she has a good life. So, like, that's happy. Like, at least that's good. You know, you don't have to think, like, oh, she got adopted by these awful people who treated her horribly, and, like, she has all this, like, dysfunction. Like, at least yeah. she has... A good family. Supportive. Yeah, she's super supported. And so the last thing I want to talk about, which, ugh, is just, we could go on for days about this lady. Like, she is insane. But let's talk about Diane's innocence. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. There ain't nothing there. Her okay, but it's interesting. Don't make sense. And this is the fun part. If she doesn't I, make sense. Okay, but I know you don't know the things I'm going to tell you. So this is going to be fun. Okay. So, she obviously is an evil genius, and she escaped prison and is charismatic. So, you know what? I think she will list things that makes her innocent, and you'll be fooled. She's not innocent. Okay. Uh, real talk, though. I cannot wait to get to heaven and ask Jesus and be like, okay. I know you were watching this. I know. <laughs> Where is Jimmy Hoffa's body, first of all? Second, when Moses walked through the Red Sea, could he touch the fish on the inside of the water? And third... No, I guess I would probably put my OJ innocence ahead of Diane because I care about OJ more than I care about Diane. But that's, I guess, besides the point. Anyways, here are some of the reasons why it could be, could be possible that Diane is innocent. Which, by the way, I, I took these straight from, like, DianeDowns.com and... Oh, my gosh. No, no, no. This is biased. <laughs> no, these are all super, super biased. But they're just interesting to note. They're so they're interesting to know. Okay, so number one. Oh, my gosh. The trajectory of the bullets fired at the children and the blood spatter, or lack thereof, based on forensic testimony, only corroborates Diane's statement. So saying that someone outside of the car shot them. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Okay. So yeah, this one, the next number two, it was widely accepted that her nine-year-old daughter's testimony that convicted her, but was she an eyewitness or was she asleep when the shooting happened? Hmm. The forensic analysis is astonishing. And a few years later, the same girl questioned what she recalls. I want to pause and say that I'm pretty sure that the kids stayed out of everything forever. So I don't even really buy this guy's, oh, we talked to her later and she doesn't remember. Baloney. But again, I'm just, I'm just putting these out here. I am just putting these out here. Okay. First off, like, how could you sleep through that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, she was probably asleep to begin with, but yeah, once, once the gunshots start going once off, the like, star, like the car stops, 
Diane obviously has to say, hello, weird stranger on the side of the road. Do you need something? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? How could you, like, fall? Like, I feel like you would wake up. Yeah. And then the commotion of him pointing out, like, I bet Diane screamed. Did he really just, like, quick action start shooting? I I mean, obviously, we don't know. Because... Well, you don't know because you didn't read it, but the daughter says that her mom, like, got out, went to the back of the trunk, came back and shot them. So she was awake. So she was awake, yeah. So then this is, this is, this is baloney. All right. Oh my gosh. Number three. After the shootings, the wounded mother of three, Diane Downs, drove directly to a hospital emergency room with her injured children. Considered an intellectual. Can we believe she never heard the term, dead men tell no tales? This, I gotta tell you. like, Wait, you, what are they saying after this? No, so this is basically what they're saying. Like, oh, if she really wanted to kill her kids, she would have just killed them. She wouldn't have taken them to the hospital. And it's like, guys, if she really wanted to not be a suspect in killing her kids, of course she's going to take them to the hospital. Yeah. So she had to play that. So this doesn't even, this is That is an too. awful point. This is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, next, number four. Diane was convicted of shooting her three children with a 22 caliber handgun. The state, in an effort to prove she had committed the crime, tested to see if she had held or fired a gun. Basically, they're saying that, like, all the, like, gun tests came back negative. The test would prove that if a person had held a gun or even touched it, that you would be able to see it, meaning that she never held the murder weapon. I'm still on the fence of, I think it's set up. I think she knew who was there. Remember, she knows the suspects. Yeah. She knows there's names, but she won't say it. Exactly. I think she hired someone. So she could have hired someone. And then the next one, number five, says, the gun owned by Diane Downs turned up in a drug raid in Paris, California, where a detective involved in the case had been employed prior to his move to Oregon. Now, the gun did not match the ballistics from the shooting site. Diane's gun was not the murder weapon. I feel like that's kind of useless, too, because she could have used a different gun. Like, nobody said, sure, yeah, she had this gun, but we don't, it could have been stolen, it could have been sold, like, this gun doesn't necessarily, if it didn't match the ballistics, then why are we talking about it? Yeah. And, like, most people who own guns, they own more than one. Yeah. Just saying. (laughs) Just, Just pointing out a fact. Number, what are we on, number six? All right, there was never a motive. Prosecutors alleged that Miss Down shot her kids for the sake of a relationship with a man, but her family says that this was not the case. Diane's had left that relationship and moved to Oregon away from that unhealthy relationship. B.S. I call B.S. on this because the cops legitimately found her diary entries where she was like obsessively talking about this guy. So this is this is trash too. Do you have anything to say? I, like I said, these are just convincing me more that Diane is a psychopath. (laughs) All right, next. Uh, Multiple parties confirmed under oath that a man named Jim Haynes admitted to having shot Diane and her kids. They range from Haynes' ex-wife and former mother-in-law to his long-term friends. Okay, first of all, who's to say that these guys didn't get in a tiff with this guy and are like, oh, yep, Jim did it. However... I'll play devil's advocate again and say in the like uh, description of what this shaggy haired man looked like, it does look identical to this Jim Haynes guy, but that doesn't mean that she didn't know the guy. She could have totally known the guy and just pinned it on him. Dude. And there's so many cases where people like falsely say that they like 
confess to the murder and it's not them. Yeah. All the time. That happens all the time. People are freaking sick and they're like, oh yeah, those two people down the street, I shot them that yesterday. Oh, it happened last week. I shot them last week. <laughs> like, yeah. they look like, I don't know why people do that, but people like, that's like a known thing. People will falsely confess to crimes. So I think Jim just wanted to have a heyday in the papers. I mean, yeah, that happens a lot. You're right. James Jagger, the attorney for the defense, said there were 383 leads that might have proved Diane's innocence. Let's go back to the word might. They were withheld by the prosecution. He had made numerous requests for discovery, including requests for that material. He also said, I felt I was at a great disadvantage having been denied access to reports and notes corroborating Mrs. Down's version of the event. Um, what I have to say to that is I'm pretty sure, how long was this trial? Forever. days, yeah. Yeah, um, in 31 days, there was no other way you could convince the jury of any type of innocence. Because yeah, I guess that's true. That's the try. The whole thing is like our judicial, whatever. It's like you're not guilty unless there's like a hundred ten percent, like you're guilty, like supposed yeah. to be. I mean, there's obviously which problems. is why Casey Anthony got away from it. But if there is one ounce of doubt in the jury, yeah. then you can't say it. And yeah. there was no ounce of doubt in jury. So, sir, this this doesn't make sense to me. Your point. I'm sorry that they did not give the report, but yeah. you should have tried harder than the stuff they gave you. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Which, okay, another thing that said that the shooter, according to the state, the shooter was covered with blood splatter and the ceiling of the car was, but Diane was not. Which, how do we know she didn't change her clothes? How do we know she didn't, like, if Diane's a genius, which, this is also funny, because she's, she's, she's crazy. Like, she's just a crazy old lady now. Like, if you look up pictures of her now, she's scary. Did I ever make the comment that she looks like Janelle Evans? Please don't kill me, Janelle Evans. <laughs> but, like, if you put those two and two together, yes. you take that with whatever you want. Like, I'm not saying something, but I'm maybe saying something. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Janelle. <laughs> but, but anyways, Diane says in, like, interviews about, like, how she's an actual genius. Like, she's got the <laughs> IQ or whatever. Yeah, she states this. Oh, gosh. So... I mean, how do we know that she didn't have this, like, big, gigantic plan? How do we know she didn't just, like, throw her clothes into acid, you know, that night if she did have blood on her? Yeah. Or that she did – do we know that she went directly to the hospital? Do we know this? Do we even know if she was out on that road? Like, sure, maybe she drove on the road at, like, 7 p.m., but it's not like our tire tracks leave, like, timestamps. That's true. I mean, I'm just saying. So, okay, the last one is just whatever – why do you think the prosecuting attorney would adopt the children and then have another attorney send a letter to their grandparents telling them not to visit them? I don't know, because when you're a good parent, you kind of like, I'm not saying that what they did was right, but I can see their point of view of like, hey, we're just going to cut this this part of the family off. Like, we need to move on from this. Well, and with how crazy Diane is, how could you like not, she's obviously an evil genius, um, charismatic, whatever you want to say. How could you think like she could probably, I bet if like, if it was her parents too, the grandparents yeah, were like hers. Yeah, that's who it was, yeah. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, if you do have her over, like, well, you no, know what I mean? I, I mean, could, I could see her trying to plan and just like convince her grandparents to be like, I mean, if you she, ever see them, She's Make sure jail. they talk about, well, like, I she they could, get calls. But, I mean, yeah, like, I'm sure, like, that's kind of what they did it for. Like, because the dad always 100% was like, no, my daughter's innocent, speaking of Diane. Obviously, like, 
they would want to cut those people off because if they think they're innocent, then who's to say they're not going to give information to Diane? Yeah, exactly. Like, or oh, like, hey, you know, your son started this, whatever. He wrote a song or something like that. Like, I hate my mom. She killed my <laughs> sibling. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't, I think that was a smart decision. Especially because, like, the grandparents could say stuff about Diane. Be like, your mom really loved you. I hope you try to, you know, contact her. You know, like, don't contact her. Obviously don't. No. All right. So that is all, all of the stuff that we can cover now because we've just, I don't know. Like I said, you could, you can study this case for days. There's so much information out there. You can go down rabbit holes. Like there's, we did not cover everything at all. There's just a lot of issues with this crime. How do people become this? Like how do people walk around and like function in society going unnoticed for having like chaotic thoughts like these? Like how many crazy pants psychos do we encounter every single day? And we don't even realize like who they are. But like how many people do you interact? Have you ever seen that statistic? One in five people that you talk to is a serial killer. Or something like that. Okay, yeah, if you live in the state of, like, Alaska. Oregon, uh, Oregon, Washington. Is it really that bad? I mean, Oregon's not as high as Washington. Like, Washington, I'm pretty sure we're, like, number six. Alaska's obviously number one. Dude, Alaska, the odds <laughs> Alaska are... Is where it's uh, every person you talk to has murdered someone and dumped them in the freezing water, the fishing hole, you know? Like, yeah, Alaska's sketch. I don't like Alaska. Yeah, no, I've never heard that statistic, but that's freaky as heck. Yeah. I don't trust people. And this makes me not want to trust any people anymore. Like I said, I don't think I'll ever pull over and stop someone on the side of the road. Well, and it's funny because on the one of the websites of like Diane's Innocent, you know, there's like 11 comments. So, of course, I had to read. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, there's some people who are like, okay, like, I believe you or whatever. But then there's also someone that's like. You guys are all stupid. This is so dumb. <laughs> it's like out of everybody in the world, good thing there's only 11 of you who think she's innocent. And I was like, dang. I want to be his friend. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, there's a, an abundance of information. So if you want, go look it up. I mean, have fun. Like, I don't know. Write to us. Tell us what you think. Tell us what we missed. Because the good news is all of this stays like fresh and relevant. So who knows? Like eventually maybe more stuff could be like come out of the woodworks or something like that. And now case. Yeah. And like now the kids are older. So I don't know. Maybe like like we said, maybe they'll change their minds and like they will want to be part of it. And like, honestly, if you're one of her kids, I'm so sorry that this happened to you. Like this should have never happened. And I understand like you guys are doing your best to make the nightmare go away and not have to be known as like diane downs as kids i feel like though like they should stay silent if they agree with what they said if that little girl says my mom did it she doesn't need to say anything else well, that's yeah. a lasting statement if she, i feel like she, if he, she came back into the scene it'd be like why are you coming back why are you contacting your mom like well and i just i feel like that would just 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 you know like well think of Think of Zoe. Like, Zoe is nine years old. Her point of view, and it's not like she was three. So to, for them to say, like, oh, she was coerced and she did it and she's just a little girl and, like, okay, but she's not that little. Like, no. she wasn't She wasn't three. She wasn't four. It wasn't, yeah. like, her memory's not there. Like, nine-year-olds are pretty solid yeah. in what they know and what they remember. Like, they're pretty much established human beings. So I believe her. I believe her. I don't, I don't think, I guess if she wants to come out and give more information about it, but I don't think. 
But at this point, she's, I'm sure she's like traumatically like blocked it out of her life, which makes well, sense. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. Don't come reason. out. Don't come yeah. back. Just stay where you are. Stay in hiding. Stay safe. Yeah. So there you have it, Crooks. We gave you all that we could. And like I said, there's still so much out there. But this is all we got for today. So can I just say like I'm super stoked for next week's episode? Like you guys are going to love it. And thankfully there's a definite crooked crime that happens, but there's no murder. There's no murder? There's no murder. Well, there's a broken heart. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Someone. No, it's a sad story for sure. And like there's there's definitely a crime that, that definitely takes My place. My heart is murdered at the end. Yeah. That's for sure. Um, but. But we promise it's going to be so, so good. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And have a beautiful day.